0: What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What that's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping, I'm talking about you. question until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. And my name is Josh Loftus and I am the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. And my name is Jack Berry and I am a deacon here at Resurrection Church in Tacoma, Washington. Before we go any further, I feel like we should explain to our good people about the change in our intro. True, right? Uh, for the local church, by the local church. Why? Yeah. Why'd we change that, man? Uh, I think
1: that we understand that um, you know reforming happens at the local church level, and really nothing's going to happen unless you're really focused on your local church. You know, we kind of joke all the time that people, like, dunk on evangelicalism throughout the United States and stuff like that, but if you're focused on your local church and the health and welfare of it and the health and welfare of the members and your pastors, um, that's way more important than just going on Twitter and, like, you know what's wrong with Big Eva? Uh, this is. And it's like, literally everything. when did we, f- first of all, when did we start calling it Big Eva?
0: Okay, yeah, can we, <laughs> ch- can we- Riff on that for a second. I feel like I saw something on Twitter about that. Big Eva. Big Eva sounds like. It sounds Big like. Big Eva sounds like sounds like like the boss battle at the end of like a Mario game or something.
1: Big Eva or, or sounds it's like a 1940s singer. Who's like got this like, you know?
0: <laughs> I feel like we'd be listening to Big Eva on like a haunted hayride. <laughs> I feel like that's like oh, oh, oh do you hear that new God. Big Eva. Vo- <laughs> Big Eva's in town, like. So wrong. Like Biggie Smalls' sister? Like yeah, who, is who, who is this? Who is Big Eva? <laughs> Gospel singer. She sings for the Gaithers. <laughs> that's who Big <laughs> That's, that's who Big... a super inside joke right there. <laughs> that's who Big Eva, that's who Big Eva sings for right there. The Gaithers. Oh my gosh. She sings, He touched me. He touched me. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I don't know why. It's I mean, I'm assuming it's talking about like corporate evangelicalism. Is that like what it's talking about? I like, don't know. I think it's the whole like. They're trying to mix like the deep state with like the deep state,
1: deep state with like bigger evangelicalism across the across North America. I want to say like we have
0: like a reigning like (laughs) board like the court of owls for evangelicalism. (laughs) That's a deep cut that most people don't know about. It's true. It's true. We have like yeah. There's like secret society. Like if it was the blacklist show, it'd be like the cabal. Yeah. I'm out here like Raymond Reddington. Just to let our our listeners
1: know, the Court of Owls is actually, could possibly, let's nerd out for a bit, could possibly be in the next Batman movie. Because the Court of Owls is actually a cabal, a secret organization within the comic books of the Batman comic books series in which, like, they control, like, the, the dealings of Gotham and stuff like that. There's a lot of, like stuff saying that the Court of Owls is going to be in this next
0: Batman movie. I don't know. Nobody cares about this. <laughs> wow. Nobody. Well, we just well. lost. Hey. You know how many people just unsubscribed right there? Do you, you know win how some, offended you lose some? Is?
1: You win some, you lose some. Do you some. know You got to know when to hold them.
0: <laughs> know <laughs> no when, when to fold them.
1: Know no when, when
0: to walk away. Know no when, when to hide. Hide. Run, right? Yeah. Run? Run, yeah. I think it's so, so hide right. your money when it was sitting out the. T- Dude, I was telling my wife the other day because we were listening to that song, um, and I was like, Kenny freaking Rogers, man. Dude, Kenny Rogers, yeah. Um, who <sighs> we lost in 2020? We did, we, didn't no. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, wasn't we he one did the ones? not. We lost. I thought we lost him in 20. I thought he we was lost one of the- him a couple years ago. Okay, uh, hold okay, on. okay. Look at that. Anyway, I was talking to my wife about this. that song. I was like, you know, that is like one of those songs where like, like everyone's grandpa at one point or another, like, gave them, like, that old man advice, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, and there's, like, a certain type of advice. Oh, I stand corrected. He did die in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, son. Uh-huh. Well, he was a... he he felt, like, five years ago, so, I mean... Well, 2020 has been, like, seven and a half years, so... Hopefully we're hitting the year jubilee here pretty soon, and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> anyway, no, no, but like, you, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's that type of advice where it's it's like it's like old man advice. Yeah, you know where it's like, yeah, uh, like don't count your money when you're sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. Like that's just something you don't do, right? Um, that sounds like Sicilian mafia advice. Dude, right seriously, there. seriously, man, <laughs> seriously. Like, uh, you know, don't 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 put chromies on your car. There's that That's that's old man advice Always, you know, have a pocket knife That's old man advice um, Give me some old man advice Oh
1: my gosh It's hard to say because my dad's technically an old man And so it's like What's the last
0: advice your dad gave you? Uh, communicate well Well, that's just good <laughs> advice I guess Yeah yeah, that's that's such a good advice. But anyway, dude, that song. That's that, that that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Don't count your money when you're sitting at the table. Yeah, Don't do that, people. And don't be that guy in 7 Eleven who's holding up the line of people wanting to pay for their gas because you're up there <laughs> scratching your lotto tickets. <laughs> Man, Seriously. Dude, you've had you have had some. 2020 can uh, here's another deep cut. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: seriously, man. Man, Josh is like, dude, you are Cajun. You are. I'm ra- not Cajun. You're raging. I'm Norwegian. You're raging Cajun on uh, the uh, Cajun dude, about me. on the on every type of fast food and convenience store
0: today. I'm Cajun. These I'm episodes. like jerk chickens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, seriously, people. Just just as a general rule, all right, going through life. Doing your thing. Don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be an inconvenience to people. Look around you. Look your you know, look up from your phone, change your oil. make sure your tires are good with the pressure and the things. Oh man, I don't, I'm an old I'm, man.
1: I'm thinking somehow I got caught on Hamilton song where it talks. <laughs> it's the most overrated oh, musical man. in the history look of around, musicals. Look around, look around,
0: dude. That is the <laughs> most. I, okay, you want to talk about alienating people? <laughs> Hamilton is the most <laughs> over, 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 overrated <laughs> musical of all time, dude. Over I, Hamilton man. is the Beatles. Of musicals, dude. Okay, overrated. The Beatles oh. are the most overrated band of all time.
1: Man, o- dude, of all time. Josh has zero cruds to give on these. Seriously. these last couple episodes. I'm of done. The reformatory. I'm done. He's just like, dude. I'm. I got the keys to the nukes. I'm letting them launch, baby. Dude, you know what you World are? War three. You are that Soviet Russian general in Goldeneye who's just like, let's <laughs> blow it all up, baby. Blow it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like Sean Connery, only I'm like every <laughs> ping ever. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the pings. I want, I all want the pings. them all now. Every ping. <laughs> every ping we have. <laughs> People, these are ping deep. them. These are deep movie cuts Dude, We are you we need are, to start getting on your movies, all <laughs> right? Seriously, we are throwing out gold in this episode and if your you, you all don't probably
1: know. put stay at home orders on you, it's time to watch The Hunt for Red October. <sighs> it's time to watch all the Sean Connery movies you can for, for crying out loud. If you have not seen Dragonheart or Dragonheart, <laughs> dude, with, with I uh, love Dragonheart. He was voicing the dragon. Dude, uh, oh my goodness, that who, that was
0: my is, jam as a kid. What's uh, Dennis Quaid? Quaid, yes, Dennis, baby, Quaid, Quaid, Flippin' Quaid. <laughs> oh my goodness, what dude, that's the one with the bad guy from The Patriot, and he's like. A road tax? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I forget. Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Jason Isaacs, dude. Yes, Dragonheart. I grew up on Dragonheart too, man. I loved that show. Yeah. Loved it. Look to the stars, Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, uh, should we talk about something of value, or should we just have an entire ep of this? No, we should. We should. Talk I feel like. I feel like value. one of these. One of these days, we should just go full happy rant and just talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like just, we'll just have a riff ep. We maybe, can have a riff up. Maybe, though. maybe after this series, we'll do a riff up because I feel like there's a lot of things we should talk about. Where it's literally just you and I, we could bring. Actually, you know what? We <laughs> probably be bad. I feel like we'd get in trouble for that, big time. We could. Anyway, maybe. so what are we talking about today? I completely have lost all. Sense we are talking of about membership. Oh yeah, but we already did that. Yeah, you brought that up, and then you're like, oh, let's talk about it again. Let's talk about it again. That's fine. So, yeah, uh, we're talking about membership and discipline. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're combining the two, another twofer. Um, And those who have listened to the Reformatory for a while know that uh, we've already covered the uh, biblical, I believe concept of membership in the church, why it's important, why we should have it, why it's good, what it does, all of those good things, but we're also going to talk about that, I think, in the context of of uh, church discipline, which is yeah. another not very... T- uh, People don't like church discipline. People don't like talking about church discipline. Nope. People don't like being church disciplined. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I, well, yeah, yeah def- definitely not. Uh, church discipline is something I don't think a lot of churches talk about just because of the connotations that it has and we live in a society today that just wants people to love them.
1: True. Yeah. But sometimes love involves breaking or putting the band hammer down per se. Dude,
0: my wife dropped the hammer last night. <laughs> I was talking about like the difference between like loving your neighbor and upholding like biblical truth, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I was like, you know, sometimes Biblical truth and convictions go above and beyond loving your neighbor. And she goes, well, I really think that upholding biblical truth and convictions is loving your neighbor. I was like, shebang! Girl, you keep talking like that! Hello! (laughs) It was good. It was really, really good. Um, And that is true. Church discipline is a necessary part of the local church. It is a necessary. Um, it's a necessary component for the health of the church mm-hmm. because if discipline, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What is what is church discipline? I think I think I think we'll focus mainly on church discipline, and then yeah. we will weave the importance of membership into it as well. Sure. So, in the broadest sense. Yeah, Church discipline is everything
1: the church does to help its members pursue holiness and fight sin. Preaching, teaching, prayer, corporate worship, accountability, relationships, and godly oversight by pastors and elders are all forms of discipline. In the narrower sense, per se, church discipline is the act of correcting sin in the life of the body, including the possible final step... Of excluding a professing Christian from membership in the church and participating in the Lord's Supper because of serious unrepentant sin. Where we see this in scripture is Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20, and 1 Corinthians 5, verses 1 through 13. Um, Now, why it's important, we'll talk about that more, but uh, as 9 Mark says, think of discipline as the stake that helps the tree grow upright. The extra set of wheels on the bicycle or the musician's endless hours of practice. Without discipline, we won't grow as God wants us to. Without discipline, we will, by God's grace, bear peaceful fruit for righteousness.
0: Yeah. So it is the biblical concept of the Lord. The Lord disciplines those that he loves. Mm-hmm. There are times in the life of a believer where discipline is necessary, where we need to be lovingly prodded and directed through different means that the Lord uh, uses to change the way that we think, feel, or act about a certain thing. Um, And there are times when we mess up and we sin that discipline is necessary. Mm -hmm. And those guardrails need to be upheld and put in place so that... uh, we don't go beyond beyond those parameters, right? We need to stay within the realm of, of orthodoxy, of, of 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 Christian morality, of Christ-likeness. And discipline is how one the Lord uses that in our own lives, but also how the church corporate, the local church, utilizes church discipline as a means of directing, discipling, uh, confronting. Mm -hmm. sin within the local church right so i think most famously church discipline is laid out for us the the process by which we engage in church discipline how that works out we find that in matthew 18 Mm uh which is basically the template of how how you deal with each other Mm -hmm. in sin yeah right if your brother sins against you go to him yourself tell him your fault if he repent I'm just I'm just going off of memory right now if he repents, you have gained your brother. If he does not repent, take one more. If he still does not repent, take it to the elders of the church and if at that point repentance is not dealt with, he is put forward to the church and is to be put out of the church and to be dealt with as an unbeliever. right mm-hmm. So again, I'm just paraphrasing off the top of my head. but church discipline is necessary at times. And it requires, and I think this is a good time to bring it in, if you're going to do church discipline correctly, and I think effectively, I believe it requires as kind of a prerequisite to have a biblical membership. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think, well, let's be honest here. You're not going to have... You're not going to discipline non-members, per se, because they're not of your flock. And so this is where... um, Yeah, we can kind of talk a little bit about that, I guess. But, I mean, you're not going to—people who have not committed to um, what I know of in my local church is basically a church covenant. You're becoming a member of this church. In some regards, too, um, you're—as a member of the church, you're a witness to this church, but also um, one step in kind of like that part of almost leaders within the church, in a sense— um, in which church membership, once you're part of a church, then honestly, um, if if the church needs you in a certain capacity, and if you have giftings, you can become a deacon like myself or an elder. Um, and so, yeah, I think that membership is kind of that gateway into uh, helping out your local church more and more. But discipline... I mean, I don't. I don't discipline people that I'm not in relationship with,
0: right? Right. right. So it's
1: like I can't just go up to random people and say, uh, "You're like, here's a restraining order. Uh, you're doing this." It's like I didn't, they didn't even do anything to me, you know. Like- <laughs> restraining orders like candy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you get a restraining order, and Oprah, Oprah order. on her show, like and, like
1: Cars and Oprah
0: show, and baby. You get an restraining order. Yeah,
1: um, exactly. yeah. You just don't do that. That's not church discipline. Church discipline is when you're a a covenant. You're in covenant with uh, not only the people within your local church body, but also the elders of your church have basically covenanted to you of this is what I'm going to do as your elder, as your pastor. This is what we would
0: like uh, for you in these things, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that and that that requires a biblical membership, right? And to reach back to what we covered, you, you need a biblical membership because one, it it is good for the members themselves to be committed to a body of believers that that is your home, mm-hmm. that is who you serve, that is who you are accountable to, that is your church body. It's important to have that structure. And that accountability, right? Uh, And that commitment and that that safety. A lot of safety comes from a biblical membership and having membership of your church. Mm -hmm. It is just as important for the pastors and elders of that church to know who their flock is. Mm -hmm. They need to know who are my, for lack of a better term, main constituents here in this church, those that I am called to lead. Because not everybody in the church... Mm -hmm. Is part of your flock. Yeah. You are called to lead those who have covenanted mm-hmm. with you to be part of your church. Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> this is why it's so difficult for churches that don't have a membership to do things like church discipline. Yeah. Because the people of the church that are either being disciplined you can just be like, well, I mean... Deuces, baby, yeah, I'm out of like, here. Like, like, you know, I'm just out of here. Like, it's okay, I'll just go find another church, right? Well, on top of that, it just, it just shows
1: how consumeristic we are, too, in our society. If we don't have church membership, it shows us how we don't really like commitment. And on, right. top, and on top of that, since we don't like commitment, I'm not even going to be under you. Right. Biblically. Like, I'm not going to even respect your authority, right? which is
0: something that we also do in this country very well at. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We, we love, and, and, and that's the thing, is like church membership really, I think, is foreign in some ways to, especially American cultures, that we love our individual individuality yeah. and our um, autonomy as individuals. Yeah. Um, and church membership really does fly into the face of that in that you are covenanting. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Covenanting? Yep. Covenanting. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Sorry, I just want to make sure. Uh, that you, you are... <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Hallowed. Co- covenanting. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, so, yes, that, that it flies in the face of American kind of culture, I think, that you are... You are binding yourself to a body of believers that are bound together by the blood of Christ. And that closeness, that relational uh, connection, if you will, should be the, I believe, apart from marriage, should be the closest relationship that exists Mm -hmm. is your relationship with your local church, with your family that's there. Yeah. So we need that as individuals, especially in 2020. This is something that I, like, I feel like I'm just ringing the same gong over and over again, that we need each other in 2020 more than ever. And yeah. so many people are choosing to isolate themselves from church and not commit to the gathering of believers that, is spoken about explicitly in scripture and they don't realize, I think how much damage that is doing to them, but also the other believers that are still choosing to gather Mm -hmm. because we all need each other. Right. That's why church membership is so important. So we take that concept and we put it into the realm of, okay, we have, we have sin in the camp.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We have an individual who is a covenant member of our church who has been caught in sin. Um, What's the process? How do we deal with that right? Uh, how do we deal with that? Let's say as those who are leading the church yeah what 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 process do we follow right? Yeah, there could be a couple different ways that I've seen this done. Um, the hammer the just, hammer just right out of the gate. <laughs> just put them on blast Well Bring it before the church. Well dude, I
1: step one. Well I've seen them I've seen some churches who, do practice church discipline in this way, where they're like, after a service, they're like, "Hey, if you're not part of, if you're not a member with us here at this church, we invite you to leave right now. We got church business to take care of." And that's when you hear the People's Court theme song.
0: <laughs> you are, are the father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? No. Well. Well. And here's the thing: as long as that is step three. I don't got a problem with that.
1: Yeah. I don't got a problem with that either, Um, to be quite honest. And, and honestly, like I've known friends who are in churches like that. And I'm like, Hey man, do what you got to do. So there's that kind of way where it is more, man, that's, (laughs) that's, uh, that's quite the way to deal with that. And it, it, it
0: is literally kind of, and I mean, here's the thing. One reason why I, I, I kind of like that. And again, you want to make sure that it is just members there. Yeah, yeah. But it really is kind of like, look, like, like bringing it up at the dinner table. Like Pretty we, much. We, like we got a problem in our family
1: yeah. that we need to talk about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or there's another way in which, and I've seen this way a little bit more commonly, in which um, it is taken care of um, through the elders and the elder meetings. Mm. And so I've sat in on elder meetings where um, the elders will literally just say this person, this person, this person, and we'll go down list of usually either lists of needs or lists of discipline or lists of anything. And I've seen it where, man, it is tough to sit in on those meetings. It's really really
0: hard.
1: As like, as a man who's an aspiring elder that I've sat in on some elder meetings where it's just like, this guy's doing this. Um, and he is not fulfilling his marriage in these certain ways, it's like, man, that's tough to hear. Or mm-hmm. this person is, like, openly in sin, unwilling to repent. Yeah, we probably need to just say, like, we're handing you over. And that's probably the toughest thing that I've ever heard ever. Yep. Is we're handing you over to Satan. And that's not a threat. That's just, hey, this is... Your posture and what you're doing. We have to do this, right?
0: Right. So, be- because here, here's your thing, and, and I think a lot of people will hear something like that, and be like, "Well, well, that's just harsh. Like that's just mean. That's okay. really mean." Mm-hmm. You have to understand the process and the reason for church discipline has a lot of different. Uh, well, there's a lot of different reasons for it. Mm-hmm. One reason being the protection of the flock. In that, if you allow sin to remain unchecked and unchallenged, uh, it will have great impact Mm -hmm. on the body. That's just what sin does. Yeah. Right? And campaigning will start. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, she said, will start. Uh, Sides will form. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the unity of the church... And, um, er, you know, ergo, the effectiveness of the church mm-hmm. quickly diminishes if sin is not dealt with. So the elders have that responsibility, that they have the protection of the flock that they they need to keep as paramount, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if sin's left unchecked, it's going to rot the church. And that's why we see the example of, of Paul in his letters c- calling people out on their sin because he knew what was happening. Yep. Like, like, y'all are fighting. Y'all need to stop, right? Uh, so the protection of the flock is one reason to have a biblical church uh, discipline process. The calling to repentance of the individual is another Mm-hmm. Right, and this is where the gospel comes in. Is, is we, if we are in sin, we must call each other to repentance, so that reconciliation can happen, forgiveness can happen, the gospel can be magnified, and we can move on. Right? So, church, the process of church discipline, it doesn't, it doesn't start with kicking somebody out of the church, right? The process of church discipline starts all the way back in Matthew 18, starts back with confronting them one-on-one, right? Like that's where it starts. So churches go through the process of church discipline all the time. We just rarely, and thankfully, rarely see it done to completion, mm-hmm. right? But the confrontation of sin is a step of church discipline, and we need to do that. Um, I think both Jack and I have seen... Very often, sadly, what happens when sin in the church is not confronted. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Especially here in the Pacific Northwest. A little drisky business. So, We're we dropping <laughs> name. we drop names. We're dropping names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, Mars Hill is a prime example of what happens when sin is not confronted at the forefront, but then when it is, the individual themselves does not humble themselves and repent.
1: Well, yeah, right. or that person said something in the past, and then why aren't you holding yourself to that same standard as right. you said that in the past? Yeah, so that
0: That's was exactly an, right. that was
1: another thing as well too. But then altogether, um, just to set the record straight, you know, there was a very much serious plan to restore the old Drisc Marky Mark. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in there the was. sense that yeah. there was that. And homeboy bounced. He did. Okay. And I question a very spiritualized version of his story and how that went down. Um, I'm just going to say this too. Leaving a church because you're going to get disciplined does not help you further on down the
0: road. That does not. It's not like, you know what that's like? (laughs) That's like Michael Scott. I declare (laughs) bankruptcy. Oh my God. You know, it doesn't go away just because you declare it. It's like, oh, I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> that's what that's like. That's like being in such debt that you just declare in your office bankruptcy and expect all the problems to go away. That's not how it works. That's no, not how it, it works. Not. Because the issues that are there, if left unconfronted, are going to fester and grow. Mm-hmm. And you're going to run into the exact same problems further down the line. Every single time your sin always finds you out. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't do that. But what's, I think, I think what's important to mention as, as, as we're wrapping up, the purpose of church discipline is always 100% of the time and should be, <laughs> should be done for the purpose of reconciliation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are never engaging in church discipline to get this guy out of the church because it's just, uh, we yeah. just, we just we don't like him here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we never engage in church discipline as a form of some sort of, like some sort of power trip mm-hmm. to scare people into doing what we want. It's like, well, if you don't do this or this, you know, I mean, we can always kick you out, you know, that's horrifically wrong. Mm-hmm. Church discipline is always for the sake of, showing this person their need for Christ because of their sin, calling them to repentance so that the gospel can do what the gospel does, reconciliation can happen, and then those relationships Mm -hmm. are strengthened. Yep. And the strength of the church is increased Mm -hmm. because of what we have gone through together. Yeah. Right? That needs to be the goal every single time for church discipline. It needs to be reconciliation. Yep. And that should be the hope and desire throughout the entire process. Even after we have put the person out of the church, reconciliation should still be the reason that we do that. Yep. Obviously, there's other reasons. We want to protect the flock and all of the things that, that we mentioned before. But the main focus should always be reconciliation, right? Yep, Absolutely
1: yeah i I don't think there's anybody that I know who's a pastor who's had to enact church discipline on a member who's trying to get it just for their jollies no um, at least within our local contexts I would say that we have we're we're enacting church discipline because they are not showing a witness of their faith and trust and dedication to Jesus within their marriage, within something, within the sphere of their life. And church discipline is a way in which, somewhat of a, honestly, it's somewhat of grace in my mind, how gracious of God to look down upon his children, to discipline them in a certain way, so that we could learn from that. Now, that's just my view. I know a lot of people would say, like, Jack, you're weird and you're masochistic or something.
0: <laughs> well, slides. I mean, th- th- they would be right, but that doesn't bear any anything with this conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, throwing in those shots.
1: Um, anyway, it. so, yeah, I mean, why you're disciplining a person is ultimately for their good. Yes. Now... They are not going to see that as good because they're deep in rebellion. And they're going to think, you're not for me. You're not for my good because you want me to do this for you. Right. No, we want you to submit to Jesus Christ, who is our our over-shepherd. We're his under-shepherds basically telling you, hey, you're about to shipwreck your marriage. Right. Hey, you're about to shipwreck your faith hey, you about to shipwreck a lot of things in your life. Yeah. And this isn't just to, you know, dunk on you and trounce on you as a person. This is to say, hey, you need to repent and believe,
0: which we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes. So, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right, man. It's important. We need to be doing it. It's uh, even, in the, even in church discipline, as hard as that is, you see the gospel. It's there, and uh, the importance of it is there, and we benefit from it, uh, even though it's difficult. So mm-hmm. y'all need church membership, and y'all need church discipline in your churches. They are good things. See those as badges of, you know, check, ch- check those off as, as, as yes, yes, in the boxes, of yes and no when it comes to churches, check check yes. I thought you were going to say y'all need Jesus, which
1: is that denominator there y- y'all. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the... Yes, everyone does. <laughs> Hashtag duh. duh. Hashtag duh. duh Jack. Uh, seriously, come on, McFly. Jack. McFly, hello. What's wrong with you, Jack? <laughs> of course they need Jesus. They're reformed people. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, so true on so seriously. many levels. Dude, we have so much junk on this table right now. Yeah. When we get together... Like this is bad. This is bad for both of us. Because we're both God. we're both gonna be. Well, when this episode drops, we will both be married men. Uh, true. When we get together, we eat like flipping 12 year olds. I don't know. I okay, mean, oh you don't know. Okay. Allow me to list off <laughs> oh, what's you don't on this. Know. Oh, allow me to list off what's <laughs> on this table. We have cheese curds. We have mostly of your doings. This is oh, the you whole ate just as many as I did. I ate five of them. So I ate five, at least five. I had more. Okay, but yeah, you've you've downed at least three bags of chips. There's Layers and chi- Ruffles. No, 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 no. This is the only open bag of chips. You've I have. got you've got what is it? You've got toast toast cheese. It's the peanut butter, you know, the oh, like, man. like the orange crackers with the peanut butter in the middle. Toast mm-hmm.
1: Th- looks like it says toast che, which these are toast- these communist <laughs> toast- crackers? It's it's
0: it's, it's 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 hipster. It's pronounced toast cha. Toast che what's wrong with you? It's like, okay, Chad. It's pronounced Chade. No. Okay, Chaz. Ch- Chaz. Chaz, it's pronounced Chaz <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we've got mini chocolate chip cookies. Dude, we're we're like the only thing missing is Mountain Dew and Halo at this point. I feel like we got go go, go to go We got to go over to your place. <laughs> we're going to go over to your place. We're going to completely blow off everything and just play Halo for 3 hours. <laughs> Sorry, Anastia. We're playing Halo for three hours. I don't I don't have an Xbox, so I mean Well, we have to sorry. go to Best Buy and buy an oh Xbox. My gosh, we're not doing
1: that. We got but to. I, I ain't it's... got no budget for that. Yeah, so. that's true.
0: That's true. We're both married. We got no money. Mm-hmm. That sounded sexist. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna back that train what? up. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, uh, can you please with, get us... With the Flo- Freudian please, slips, let's... Please uh, get us out of here. Yeah. Help me.
1: Let's, help, let's go help, into the... Uh, People, we have these things called sociables, and they are not crackers, nobody, which actually
0: Nobody so follows <laughs> us. <laughs> nobody.
1: Sociables are crackers, but we are not talking about those. We We're are talking, talking about, about these things called social social media. Social <laughs> media. <laughs> Sounds like I bit my tongue. Social <laughs> media. Oh,
0: my he's like, he's like, Hey, guys.
1: Hey guys! <laughs> like I'm five and like hopped up on sugar and like That's right. That's and like right. I found like all my presents on like Locibles, Christmas day. Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: Then fifty-four.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh I'm sorry.
1: I feel like literally. I'm sorry. Jesus, forgive me. This I hurts so up. bad. Um. So yes, we are on the sociables. Oops. That is social media. Mm. And yes, we are on the Tweaker. Yeah. yeah. The Instagram, ah. the Facebook, if you ah. know, all at, at Reformatory Pod. And right. good Sir Josh, tell the lovely people what is going on with our Patreon page. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a problem. <laughs> we need some patrons. <laughs> we need some patrons. Y- y'all got any more of them patrons? <laughs> we need some patrons because uh, it does cost some money. Not a lot, I'll be honest with you. Some of the monetary. Uh, gain is so that I can buy Jack cookies. <laughs> Your money goes to getting Jack cookies, uh, but no, this is um, not true. People, it does okay. cost some money to run a website, hosting, and uh, website in the works, uh, logo, new logos, stuff like that. So, for the cost of one, I'm um, looking at one bag of Ruffles. Maybe not that much. One of the big bags of ruffles, the family yes. size cheddar family ruffles. Family size, yes. You two can become a patron and have your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Uh, please give us a like and review, honest five star review. We like to hear what you guys say. Send us any questions or comments, or just you we know, don't riff on something for a little bit. We like reading those. Any you know good ones? We'll uh, might read them on the podcast. Uh, but no more marriage advice because we did that last time. And Jack. Uh, Jack didn't like the advice he got. So, we thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next ep of the Reformatory.